Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Emily. Hey, Emily. How are you? Hi, Meg. I'm Emily. Um, I'm 20 hours out of surgery, bit medicated, had a cupcake for breakfast and lunch. So you know what? No complaints. Emily is so devoted to both this podcast and the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City that she is podcasting here today, 20 hours out of surgery, a true sacrifice. And we thank you for your service, Emily. Yes. I mean, I live to serve. It is serve. It's free. Um, <laughs> we do this for free. Yeah, it's free. I gotta tell you, Meg texted me last night. I was already out for the count. This is the funniest episode. What, did she, what was her exact words? Because... I woke up this morning so excited. She said, this is the funniest episode I've ever seen. I woke up so excited and also was like, Meg's not prone to hyperbole. <laughs> but could this possibly be the funniest episode she's ever seen? And then I watched it and I was like, 10 minutes in, so much joy. Like, I couldn't pick my favorite. It's the. It might be my favorite episode of television ever. It is absolute chaos um meredith marks was on the moon the entire episode Great. let's get into it okay. let's age i mean ground control here she, we go she the whole thing was low stakes all fun agreed um so glad mary's back so the angie and whitney are at the trixie motel and the other woman arrived and trixie greets them and said oh my gosh so good to see you. Also, the other women are already here. And they're like, record scratch, <laughs> other women. And then out walk Whitney and Angie. Angie. Mary immediately go, who's Angie? <laughs> Mary also cannot wrap her brain around if Trixie is a hotel or, or a motel. Or a person. And I was like, Mary, it is a motel and it is a person. <laughs> it's confusing. I, it's confusing. I never, I will say this again and I will say it until the day I die. I never expected to enjoy Mary Cosby this much. She's <laughs> on freaking fire. Um, he has no Fs left to give, by the way. I think they pled with her to come back and she was like, I'll come back. But my one condition is I'm not going to pretend to like any of them. I'm not going to pretend to like anyone. I'm not going to actually participate. <laughs> I bet it's nice that she's a friend of because when they're like, no, you have to do snowball. She's like, I don't have to do anything. You need me more than I need you. Yeah. Uh, I Great thought the best part of Angie coming out was Monica grabs Heather's arm and does that like death claw you do when you're with a friend and humiliated. And it felt so real. I think, A, I love Mary, but B, Monica has a realness about her still as a housewife that I am very much appreciating, and it makes me feel like we need more housewives in their early 30s, late 20s. Yeah, who don't have a ton of money. Yep. Um, I have some insider knowledge on Monica, right? and if you don't enjoy spoilers, maybe skip forward or plug your ears for a minute. But the uh, cold open from the first episode with Heather dramatically on the phone in Bermuda saying i can't believe she lied to all of us go on go on and so forth she's talking about monica and currently none of the other cast members are speaking to monica oh my gosh cannot wait to see cannot what happens wait. what like what's the worst thing monica could have done told jen everything but like it's gonna air on tv you know what i mean 
Yeah, I think it's interesting that she hasn't yet told the other women that she was an informant in the case. And I wonder if that's part of it somehow. Oh, which if you are mad at, I don't know. I just feel like if you're mad at Jen and you really do think she did wrong, then who cares? Emily, I'll remind you that Meredith has been mad about a bathtub for three weeks now. So you're absolutely right. Okay, so Whitney brought Angie uninvited. Let me get this right. Whitney brought Angie uninvited, and Angie went ahead and just took her own room before anyone came. Yeah, the best room, too. The cowgirl room. Cowgirl room is really... The absolute gumption and gall of this woman is staggering. It is a very fascinating watch. I could not identify less with Angie K. Yeah, and... I think it deserves a little explanation about what it means to be a hostess on a Bravo show. Uh When you are the host of a trip, you are the queen. Like, you get first right to everything. You get to plan where you eat. You get to plan all the activities. In Meredith's case, they turned out to be pretty unhinged, but she planned them anyway. You get the biggest room. Like, everyone treats you like royalty. And Angie stood on that and said, I'm taking the cowgirl room. And so did Whitney. Whitney's, like, took the biggest room. Which I was like, the I think Whitney also has less Fs to give this season. Yeah. Um, I like it. I don't love her, but I like her attitude. She's in that phase of therapy where you're like, it does not matter what anyone else thinks to me. Like, you kind of hit that phase before you come back down a little bit. And you're like, well, it kind of matters because, like, I, I need to maintain my reputation for, yeah. like, my career. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely I right before that. I was in that phase and that was when my sister told me, sometimes I think you're just going to disappear and never talk to anyone else in the family again. Like, I think that's a real possibility. Yeah. You know what? At that phase, it was. Uh, But But you you got out of it. I got out of it and you realize, hey, relationships do matter. Um, I would watch an entire hour show of Mary muttering. It's so, first of all, it's Creature from Harry Potter it is creature from Harry Potter, but its creature <laughs> was less like racist against people who weren't wizards and just more sassy. She, I love her muttering. She's like, well, now we're in this hotel. <laughs> she is so, I love it so much. Um, I love that. The other thing I love is Meredith going into Heather's room and Heather's like, are you upset? And Meredith saying, you know what, Heather, there's so many other things going on in the world. And I'm like, wait, where is this coming from? Meredith, okay, great. That's true. And they have a conversation about like, yeah, Angie Case here, whatever. But then the conversation ends with Heather going, this is a complete act of war. And I was like, what did you miss about Meredith being like, there's other things going on there in the world? You know, when Facebook became prominent in like, I don't know, 2005, 2006, and we all had those friends who started posting things like, uh, I can't talk about it right now. Yes. Um, That's Meredith this episode, like just dropping a lot of vague references to something going on in her life, but won't tell anyone what it is. It's so annoying, but I'm also on the edge of my seat and I already know I'm going to be disappointed. I already know it's going to actually be something tragic for someone else. And that, and then it's going to make me feel doubly disappointed because one, I shouldn't judge it. I'm going to. And B, it doesn't have anything to do with Meredith. I already know these things, but I'm along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, so so- Mer- uh, Angie and Whitney are debriefing poolside about the stunt they just pulled. And Mary uh, 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 well, decides to grab herself some lunch and is heading toward them. And Angie says, come sit here. And Mary... <laughs> 
Mary said, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me like that. She goes, don't talk to me. I don't like when you talk to me like that. I'm going to sit <laughs> over here. I When I tell you I squealed with pleasure, I think <laughs> and Mary are the most hilarious combo thus far because Angie K is so delusional and Mary is... Mary is on Jupiter. Forward. Yes. Isn't it funny that Mary is on Jupiter, but the most straightforward person here? Yeah. Oh, 1000%. Don't talk to me like that. I also love that everyone else is in their swimsuits and Mary's like, no, I'm just going to keep... Mary is in... Mary is headed to like a business gala after this. She is business formal in like slacks and a like embroidered top. Yes, 100%. So then Meredith comes out and says, I brought all my guests some gifts. Which Angie's like, me. But I'm like, what what do you want? Honestly, though, Angie, you do know you invited yourself. Angie's kind of breaking the illusion for me and making me think producers probably did tell Meredith she was gonna be there. Why? Because the way she keeps I'm okay, and this is probably on me because I'm a I hate to brag, but I'm a normal person with what? just normal thought processes. Uh, yes. So one, I could never in a million years go on a trip i was absolutely not invited to so there's that but then two i could not then go on that trip and act like oh she's being shady because she didn't bring me a gift when no one thought you were coming so i'm like the only reason she had the producers had to have told meredith because the audacity of angie k makes zero sense to me i have to believe that she's can it someone exists like this i'm gonna quote for you an exact line that I wrote in my recap that was just published on the deseretnews.com. Please. There's not enough money in the world that I could be paid to go on a trip on which I was not invited, hosted by a woman who has made it very clear that she does not like me and then make snide public remarks to said woman. Uh, okay, so we're on the same page on that. Okay. It's like they handed Angie a script and said, act like this, say these lines, because like you said, there's no way a real person is responding this That's way. That's where I'm like, I would act this way if I knew for a fact producers had told Meredith I would be there and now she's purposely leaving me out. But I'm like, listen, Angie, squeak, squeak. She left you out once. The big the big one was she left you off this trip. So everything else behind that was because you were left off this trip and you came anyway. But Angie lives in it. I hate to say this. She lives in a different reality than me. Very Greek, wherever she is. Yeah, it's very Greek. Um, I'll, all tricks, no trust, uh, no tricks, I'll trust. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, it's tough. Um, Meredith, my favorite thing is when Meredith tries to be like a silly, goofy girly because she's the least silly, goofy girly that has ever existed. But she's trying to be a silly, goofy girly when she tells the woman that they're going to go shopping in downtown Palm Springs and buy each other outfits to wear to dinner. Okay. I am living for the shopping trip idea. I love it. I don't want to participate in it, but I was so excited at this point to see what are these people picking for each other, especially knowing which aunt, which Lisa gets into later. They planned their trips. There's probably three meals on this trip and they have planned outfits for each of them. And so uh-huh. spirited to be like, no, nope, we're going to trust each other. I just love also that to Meredith, the ultimate sign of trust is you could dress me. Um, she shouldn't trust any of them. They all hate each other, which is why they pick out the most hideous ensembles I have ever beheld with my two okay. eyeballs in my life. There are some hilarious things, but 
let me tell you my favorite part that happened to this was Angie is not making a good impression. And Monica just calls it out. Like, don't talk about, don't talk to her like that. She's the hostess, right? Yeah. And and then Angie's like, I was her friend. I introduced her. I, first of all, the, is the biggest blessing that how thin the walls are. Because Monica comes in and is like, I can hear you in the other room. The walls are thin. Did you watch the show? Is the Trixie Motel maybe not well constructed? I can't stress this enough. It is a motel, all caps motel. And they didn't do a ton. Wait, a motel or a person? Okay, it's a person who is also a motel. What, like a transformer? I know. Can you imagine? More than meets the eye. So they don't make giant structural changes that's the best part about this motel having watched the trixie motel motel makeover show which i highly suggest it's on hbo now it's like one of those shows that like if you're working you can have something on the background or you're like i don't know making a rug i don't know what people do on their own time but rugs yeah if you're making a rug dipping candles i i don't know your business how about show on the background and you will see they put it is lipstick on a pig. It is still a motel. They yeah. did not make, like, they had to, like, get a new roof, of course. They had to redo the pool, of course. But the rooms structurally are the rooms structurally. They just made them amazingly decorated. Yeah. So, it's a motel. Like, the, so bathroom, the walls are thin, is what you're saying. The, the walls are thin. The are gross. I don't think, I think that is why they do not go in the bed. Because part of the show, they figured out they couldn't redo the bathroom, so they just, like, painted on the ceramic. No. Meg, I'm not kidding. No. I love Trixie Mattel. She's a favorite drag queen of mine. But I'm like, yes, I want to stay at this motel, too. It is way too expensive for what it is because I watched that show. Okay. I hope Meredith's okay using those restrooms. And when Meredith's, like, the bath, I was like, Meredith, <laughs> not this bath, girl. Not this bath. As a notorious hotel bathroom user, bathtub user, I'm going to tell you, don't do this bath. Well, yeah, that's a lot coming from you. Mm-hmm. Not a enough Clorox wipes in the world. Got a lot of comments this week about how I won't eat, f- about my fruit eating. I want to just mention. Well, Emily. Listen, I washed a baked potato. It didn't bake. Okay. You know, we can't get into this now. I'll, I'll. <laughs> Okay. you can leave is what i'll do okay i like that monica did not back down from angie and what i like too is angie kept being like she almost acted like monica owed her because she brought her into this group and i mm-hmm. like that monica was like as your friend i'm telling you honestly i didn't like the way you acted and i'm like this is monica is a breath of fresh air and i don't care if she betrays me in the end i like her right now and i'm going on record oh for sure yeah uh fan fave without a doubt She's doing grace. Um, so then they go shopping. This is where Lisa says, Meredith does not have a good poker face. She is screaming irritation. And she is. She, she really is pretty mad Angie is there. And you know what? I think she deserves to be. I, I too would be, would be too. pretty mad if the person yeah. I didn't like showed up uninvited to the trip I had planned. And then doesn't slink away in shame. No. She put herself in the middle of the circle. I wonder how much they're paying Angie. It's got to be a lot for her to do this. Or she just has like, or she's one of those people that just has absolutely zero shame. Must be nice. Um, yeah. Who? Which shopping couple did you like the most? And I already know. And why is it Meredith? Why is it Mary and Monica? Because it was honestly kind of touching. It was like a mother shopping for a daughter. When the Monica- dress 
Mary picked for Monica looked great. Okay. I know you were like, they all look terrible. I will give them this. Meredith's outfit picked by Lisa, not bad. It was an okay dress. It looked oh, like... Yeah. I wouldn't pick it, but it looked like Meredith. Two, love that Mary put on nothing new. Mary walked out in what she walked in on, and that is why Mary is the best part of the show right now. Three, Monica's dress did look good on her. And yeah. I also love that Monica was like... when Monica gives Mary exactly what she wants, which is, yep, you should shop for us. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, do you want to try and She knows exactly how to handle Mary, which is just give her all the validation she needs. And, and that's Monica, a lot of validation. A lot. And to more than you thought. When Monica put on that red bucket hat and Meredith went, Mary went, mm, and Monica was like, oh, it's bad. Okay. That's when I was like, they're going to be fine. Do you remember, though, when we saw those promotional photos and we were like, what's this hat? Who is Monica? And now we know because Mary picked it out. That's right. We still have yet to see the bonnet, but I'm looking forward to the drag makeup next week. I'm looking forward to Lisa's breakdown about it. Yeah, Can that's going to be great. Imagine shopping for Mary. Honestly, nope. I, my confidence could never. No, absolutely not. There's I no way. Also loved Heather's point where she was like, Meredith is living out her fun fashion on Lisa Barlow right now. When Heather said, do you think Ma Meredith wants to be dressed in a double blazer every day? She doesn't, but she's in it now. And so she's putting all of her fun fashion, what she wishes she could do, onto Lisa. Lisa and Whitney look heinous. <laughs> Thank you. They really, they really do. Lisa is in a sheer netting top with embroidered stars and a coin skirt. Like I mean, a belly dancer would wear. It's bizarre. Mary's and Lisa, Lisa's body is banging. And even yes. in that, I was like, this is not, nobody can wear this. It just looks like, it, A, it just makes literally no sense. And B, it's not flattering for anybody. And it's not that she looks big or anything in it. It just doesn't do anything helpful for her. No. And Whitney looks absolutely insane. But, I mean, everyone knows how I feel about Heather's fashion. Everyone. I've made it clear. I, I would rather my dog pick my clothes than Heather. She's got terrible yeah. taste in clothing. She would give her, like, a transparent lab coat and a hat that you would wear to the Kentucky Derby. When she was like, you look like Kate Middleton. I was like, she looks like Kate Middleclass. She looks like Kate Middleton's cousin that nobody is, talks about. Is not classy. Um, But I will say... Whitney dressing Heather, I was like, that is a coat Heather would pick. It's bad. It's a bad coat. I like the cat mom hat. Like the cat mom hat. That coat made her look 40 pounds heavier than she needed to. It was bad. Um, Meredith was fine. Oh, uh, wait. Sorry. Angie, did you say that dress looked... Was, was it Grecian? Did you say... Sorry. That, where is she from? Didn't catch that. Did you say what? that dress looked Grecian? Did she maybe know someone who's Greek? Oh, I wonder... Best part of her outfit, sneakers underneath. <sighs> I loved Lisa trick saying she's triggered because she's about to go to a five-star restaurant in a bikini. We looked up the restaurant. It's not five stars. It's not. It's fine. It's yeah. like, fine. It's just a normal fine. restaurant. It's fine. I do think Lisa was trying. You could see her trying so hard to be fun. You could see her cracking, absolutely cracking. When she said... This girl's trip went from all the way from okay to not fun. 
because well, she said it. it was the shining and then she said she expected twin girls to show up at her door saying red rum which does not happen in the shining and upset me on a personal level but what, that's okay what does that what movie's red rum from it's from the shining but it's not the oh twin it's on the walls it's the little boy with the guy in his finger gotta tell you watch i saw the abc version t- made for tv version of the shining i saw 40 minutes of it on TV when I was like 12, traumatized ever since, never seen it again. You would be fine watching it. Would I, Meg? Yeah, you really would. I promise you would. I, we, I'm like a, I'm a wimp and we watch it every October. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe, you know what? Maybe this is my time. It's, um, it's upsetting. It's like an unsettling, but it's not like scary. I do like the Simpsons version. Yeah. Well, maybe you could just watch the Simpsons maybe version. Maybe I should do that. When Mary said, Lisa, whoever picked out your outfit, they don't like you, and you should know that going forward. It's good advice. Honestly, so good and so true. Everything Mary says this episode is making a lot of sense. I'm really picking up what she's putting down. Uh, amen. Um, who gave Heather that hat? It's <laughs> Whitney, but I was here for it. <laughs> I was here for Heather that whole dinner. Heather, Just- <laughs> disaster, my guy. <laughs> loved it i the best part about heather is on the bus absolutely fighting for her life <laughs> yeah, we'll get there um at the start of dinner i'm like meredith's trying that's how i'm feeling right now yeah but it's so hard to watch meredith try yeah she's not it's not comfortable for i would pay 300 dollars to see meredith in the wild i just have no idea what she's actually like I want to see Meredith at like a trampoline park. I want to see Meredith at a water park. I want to see Meredith go down a water slide. Like, I don't. I feel like it would be like seeing your dog walking on its back legs. It feels like it's impossible. It feels like it would rip a hole in the space time continuum, you know? Do you think, Heather, do you think what? You guys throw me a bone. Do you think Meredith is at home like playing family games? Like, what does Meredith do? I think she powers down. I think she like goes to her shop every once in a while, does filming, and then like just presses a button and is just like um Lars and the real girl for most of the time. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why she can stay married to Seth because probably. he's noxious and she's zoned out. Yeah. I think Meredith's favorite thing to do is zone out. Yeah, well, there's a lid for every pot, as they say. You should say those lids are robots. Um so then they mar- then Whitney's like, let's play a fun game where we share facts with each other. Oh my gosh, these facts. Meredith chooses to share that she used to vacation in Palm Springs with her grandparents. As a child. As a child. Heather, Heather says she's into birds. Which, same. I got into birds this past year. My friend Maggie and I both are like, got pretty into wildlife. Don't, if you put a bird feeder in your backyard, be careful because it attracts rats. That's a lesson I heard learned the hard way. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Um, Lisa got a second piercing, which the challenge is to share something people don't know about you. And everyone can see that Lisa has a second piercing. So it's not her best. Whitney shares that she sometimes writes poetry. Mary abstains. No, Mary, um, I'm a loner. Oh, yeah. I'm, but then she phrased it, I am truly a loner. And we were what? like, um, what? What? What, Mary? You? Yeah. 
Um, and then Monica's like, you all suck. This is so boring. Guess what? I slept with my husband's sister's husband for 18 months. And that gets the party going. That oh, really that and a few espresso martinis really, really gets things cooking with gas. I love that Monica got cast on the show and was like, this is my storyline. I'm using it. You know? Yeah, good for her. For you, at least Monica. she has one. Angie K is just grasping at any straws that blow in her direction. Angie K's like, I know you all think I'm a badass. I'm like, who does? Who does? <laughs> who who thinks that? I want names. Not one of us thinks that. I think you're a lot of things. Not a badass. Um, then Whitney's like, let's play this other game, warm and fuzzy, sticky and prickly. And I'm like, where is Whitney getting these games? Mussolini? They're diabolical, Matt. If I'm at a party and someone's like, we're going to play this game where you say one good thing and one bad thing, I'm like, I'm calling my Uber. Uh, there's no way in hell I am playing that game. I don't want to tell anyone their bad things. I don't want to know my bad things. We're all old enough at this point to just know that we have flaws and so do other people. And that's just the way it is. And they're not going to change. Like, no one hates me more than I hate me. Right. And I am not up for any validation that I'm right to hate myself. Exactly. I don't want it. I frankly, I can't take it. Even Mm. like that. I thought like some of the Pricklies were pretty innocuous. And even those, though, I was like, I couldn't handle hearing that. I agree. Um, um, you know who else can't take it? Any of these women. Oh, Lisa. The best part was, I think Heather's warm and fuzzy was that they went to high school together, her and Angie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, okay, let, hear me To out. be fair, she's been overserved at this point. Like, I'm impressed oh, about a sentence out. I don't think she should have espresso martinis. Espresso. Espresso? What did I say? Espresso. Mm. Well, that's okay. You had surgery 20 hours ago. I don't think she should have anything. Um, Here's something how I feel. Again, I've said it once. I'm going to say it again, and I will say it again, too. I truly think Heather sees the parts in herself that she does not like in Angie. Because her Mm. prickly to Angie was, I don't trust you because... I don't like girls who have to be friends with the biggest person in the room. The way she said it was way more vulgar. Mm-hmm. But her messaging was basically, I don't like someone who has to be friends with someone in the biggest in the room because I'm never going to be the most popular person in the room. But I'm yeah. also like, Heather, are you looking in a mirror? Because I would say that exact, her being like, she always chose Jen. I'm like, girl, you chose Jen. And I think this comes back to, yet again, Heather wanted Jen to like her the best. Jen liked Angie. There was a weird competition between the two of them. And now Heather is, like, almost using that against why she doesn't like Angie when she was doing the same thing. So I'm like, I think your prickly with Angie is basically she doesn't make you feel important and she doesn't like you. So you are being vicious about how you do not like her. But And there you go on. No, I just didn't say, you know what would be more powerful? If you just didn't care about Angie. What really kind of bummed me out is when she started pressing Angie um, and Angie would be like, what do you mean that I'm just buttering up to Lisa and blah, 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 blah. And Heather says, well, you said you'd only read my book once you heard that Lisa was in it. And I'm like, oh, Heather just really wants people to read her book. And I relate to that too well, you know, as someone who writes and maybe gets offended when people don't read it. Like, that's tough, but I want her to be better than I am. A hundred. Okay. 
I would just I would just love for her to say, I will make fun of you guys for not reading books, but honestly, it hurts my feelings you didn't read my book. Yeah, let's go to Meredith's. We went. We go to Meredith's store openings. Like, just buy my pretend. Even if I didn't like someone and I was in the same circle with them, I would at least pretend like I read their book or at least would buy it. Yeah. Um, Meg, we did have an offer from a listener who has read the book and said they would be more than happy to come on and give <gasps> us a brief rundown of it. Oh my gosh. So great. Um, okay, so that doesn't go great. Then Monica, let's see, who's next? Mary decides she's not going to play, which smart, smart move. Good, good for her. Um let's uh... Meredith tells Meredith says um Whitney is being... Whitney had good intentions but she has poor communication and Whitney's like yeah I good go job. to therapy good job and we think that's the end of it and then Mary's like wait no that's not your problem with Whitney your problem with Whitney is that she invited Angie on this trip <laughs> Mary who said nothing the whole dinner was like nah uh uh no she's like Meredith just tell her and then Meredith says I'm not gonna tell her that right now that's not what this is. And I'm like, no, girl, that's exactly what this is. <laughs> oh, man. And then Monica tells Lisa. <laughs> She's like, Lisa, I can tell you're really trying. I know this outfit's insane. And you are being a very good sport. Amen to that. And then she says, it's hard to look at it. <laughs> 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 she tells Lisa, as someone who's going through a divorce, trying to figure my life out, it's hard to listen to you complain about losing your $60,000 ring all day. And Lisa says, I didn't talk about it all day. And then the editor <laughs> showed us seven times that day where she's she said the amount that the ring costs. She <laughs> says $60,000 seven times. Remember when her in her second, when they did that interview after, and Lisa's like, sorry, I'm upset about losing my $58,600. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, it wasn't even $60,000? You just rounded up? I think I'll, and I agree. I agree with Monica here. All she was trying to say was, hey, not <laughs> all of us are as blessed as you are, so it's a little tough to keep hearing 60000 on one ring. But Lisa's like, well, I work hard. And Monica's like, we all work hard, but we all don't have $60,000 rings. Like, just be a little, I think all Monica's trying to say is, hey, just be a little bit aware. Yeah, uh, Lisa doesn't like that. And in her confessional, she says, um, when you can afford a $58,000 ring, you'll care about it too, which is not great. Not a great look, Lisa. Hey, Lisa, so her point, you just proved Monica's point. Good job. Her mm -hmm. point being, you're a little unaware that other people aren't rich. So Angie, at this point, has no ability to read the room, and she decides to propose he, a toast. He is room blind. She's, she's, got on, she's got on a sleeping mask in that room, and she says, I'm going to teach you all a Greek word, because I guess she knows some Greek, and she says, what is it, speculators? I don't know, who cares, that translates into fake, and Meredith is... Meredith doesn't love that. Meredith is not thrilled. Um, Meredith is not thrilled. Which also, again, the only word for me to describe Angie K is audacious. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
And Angie says, you know, Meredith, you've treated me really inappropriately. And maybe I could explain how you've made me feel. And Meredith says, I'm not really interested. At this point, Heather's cackling in the corner. I was too. The other thing is Meredith's like, you've been rude about me all the time. And Monica on the side, and I can prove it. Monica on the side just going, we love a receipt, girl. Pull those receipts. (laughs) I'm like, Monica is me most of this episode. Um, I Monica love- is watching this show while she's on this show. Angie's also like, you've treated me very rudely. And it's like, uh, yeah, because you weren't invited. How did you think, Meg, if I did not, and you knew I purposely did not invite you to a dinner, and you showed up to dinner and I was rude to you, what would your thought process be? I, I would say, well, you can leave, which is exactly what Meredith tells Angie. You shall not pass. Tell me um, Exactly how she sounded. Angie keeps fighting back, and then Meredith becomes like British for some reason and says, oh, "Like you I, can excuse yourself." I thought it was more transatlantic. It's something. It's and bizarre. then she finally just loses her mind, and her eyes get really big and scary, and her face gets like, like as stretched as Meredith's face can get, and she says, "You can leave. You." can leave and And she immediately security she yeah she's like i'm gonna get security she finds a waiter and says go get security doesn't wait for that guy to go get security finds up finds the scrawniest little waiter man you can imagine and says that i'm the hostess at this dinner and that woman is not welcome please escort her out this guy's like holding like a serving tray like uh i'll see what i can do that that guy's like Sorry, so you guys didn't eat that bread with that alcohol at all, right? Like, what I'm picking up is no one put anything in their stomach before they started drinking. Uh, I do love that Heather's like, that man is so obviously a waiter. Mm-hmm. And Meredith, Meredith thing is going to happen here in the best, what is Meredith's best outcome? Can you imagine that little guy, like, dragging Angie out by her shoulders? Oh, I freaking loved it. And then we get to... You're nobody's friend. She says that at Angie. She, she says goes, Angie, she's an ugly human being. We're nobody's friend. I, Meredith really like. I don't know what. I don't know what kind of like. Did you ever see Mars Attacks? Of course, I've seen. There's Mars that Attacks. little alien inside the big alien. That's Independence Day. Okay. Did you ever see Independence Day? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. You're 20 hours post surgery. Honestly. I, when that was someone in her that's brain. not independence day that's men in black sorry that's men in black okay all right you know what full circle we're somewhere um <laughs> when she just goes to their disabled kids in this world i'm like who is is the person in your brain just doesn't know how it works and just putting buttons yeah they're, they're just pulling they're pulling levers they are just pushing buttons it's absolutely one of the most unhinged things i've ever seen i loved it meg (laughs) it brought me on a on a day of healing like you said there's probably something actually pretty sad happening but her only making vague reference to it in like five espresso martinis deep like it is a very confusing experience and even mary is like what is going on here yeah meredith's like there are children who are going to be disabled for the rest of their lives and mary says huh (laughs) Meredith storms off with her transatlantic. Look, look here, sir. I'm leaving. 
I'm leaving. So she storms off. Lisa walks after her in her, again, I was reminded of the worst outfit I've ever seen on TV. She tries to talk Meredith off the ledge. And Meredith is like, do you want me to go after her husband? Because I will. And the answer to that, Meredith, is yes, I would love for you to go after that. Tell us what's going on. Why stop being so big? What's the rumor? But then Lisa's like, listen, this is what Meredith does. She doesn't have anything. She gets wildly offended by stuff. And then she'll start throwing out like rumors about husbands. And then they, again, the editor needs the, I hope he gets paid the most. He cut in last year, Meredith talking about Lisa and John and the way Merit, like Lisa get, got favors for favors. Um, so Lisa's right. Although she is wrong when she said Angie's the real victim. I'm like, Lisa, neither <laughs> of these women are victims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They made their own beds. So she returns to the table. Angie starts to apologize and Meredith just starts bawling because I guess that's what happened when happens when Meredith drinks. Yes. So they're like, all right, we got to go. So they get in the sprinter van where nothing uh, good ever happens. The upgraded sensor van. This is where I was like, I like Monica. She's normal still because they're in the sprinter van. Meredith is like on and off sobbing and everyone is like, well, what's going on, Meredith? What's going on, Meredith? What's going on? Whitney's like, why can't you just tell us what's going on? Whitney's being a little savage. Mm-hmm. Relentless, I would say. That's a great word. And because Lisa has been like, can't you tell us what's happening? Which is a fair. Listen, if you're going to have this big of an emotional breakdown, you got to give us something to work with. Or we're going to think what Whitney then calls Meredith, which is you do this all the time. Yeah, she's, always, she's not it, wrong. She's not wrong, but it's like time and place, Whitney. Yeah. Is this a t- Whitney? I felt like was a little, I mean, speaking of going for the jugular, I felt like she went a little bit for the jugular. Was like, you always have a convenient reason why you act poorly. And that is true. She's not wrong about it, but I just kind of was like, is this the time? Is this what we're doing right now? Um, Mary is like, this is why I didn't want to go. You don't want to go on this trip. I do not like fights, but also they're bad at fighting. They're bad at fighting was such a funny line. They're bad at fighting. She's right. I loved it so much. And so then Mary goes ahead and takes it into her own hands to be good at fighting. Mm -hmm. Spoiler, she's bad at fighting too, but she's funny. She's so funny. I would say that she has a flamethrower, but she doesn't know where to point it, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. She's just waving that thing around. So she's like, who's Whitney? Who even are you? You don't know who you are, Whitney. Meredith has left the table. It's just Monica, Whitney, and Heather, who is, I'm guessing, near death at this point. Heather has her head in her hands can barely keep her lunch down. She is in a bad way sitting in the corner of this she bus. Does look, she looks bad, and I think she feels worse. Yes. So she's doubled over, and we, we don't get to see Mary's face because she's at the edge of the camera. She's just like, who even are you, Whitney? You don't even know who you are. And Whitney's like, I know exactly who I am. And and then Mary's like, and I don't like you, Whitney. You want to know I don't like you? Because you said I was a pornography for... You said I was... No, a, no, no, no. You I said I was pornography. Pornography. You said I was pornography. You came in for me. You said I was pornography. And Whitney's like, what does that mean? <laughs> I never called you pornography. 
So she's like, you said me and my husband were pornography. You said, and then Heather, again, fighting for her absolute life. Heather pokes her head up and said, predator. And Mary's like, yes, you said I was a predator. <laughs> pornography. What? <laughs> I, I don't think Mary was drinking at the table. How do you get those two things mixed up, Meg? It was so funny. It was truly, I'm truly telling you, one of the funniest exchanges I've ever seen. It was so freaking funny. Yeah, so they make it back to the Trixie Motel, and they're getting off the Sprinter van, and everyone gets off except for Whitney and Heather. And Heather's like, hold on, I just need a minute. I need to take a break. And she's, um, the sprinter van driver, this poor woman has just the most, um, worried expression on her face. And she closes the sprinter van door and starts to head to the driver's seat. And you hear Heather throw up yep. into what I hope is a bag. And then you hear Whitney pounding on the door saying, open the door. So this Whitney. poor sprinter van driver has to come back around and open the door as Whitney sprints off gagging. And Heather sits there holding a leaking bag of vomit. I mean, Whitney and then says, I'm so embarrassed. And I was like, girl, you should be. Heather. Heather, that's too many espresso martinis. Whitney begging to get out of that van and her coming stumbling out going i'm a sympathetic thrower i'm a sympathetic puker i'm a sympathetic puker and she hightails it she's not just out of the van kind of waiting she's gone she's in her room she's out she could not have been out more i mean i truly thought nothing funnier could happen in a sprinter van than when they were trying to figure out why jen shaw got arrested but this could have the between the pornography the puking and the accusations. This could have been the funniest thing that's ever happened in this. This place. was a perfect episode of television. Um, I could hear you from the Barbie Malibu room. That's what she said. I, I thought everything. There was so many hilarious phrases. I freaking loved every part of it. Someone on TikTok this week said, you should watch the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City as a parody of the other Housewives cities. Absolutely. And I I think that it works. I think that this show is just like one giant hyperbole of the Real Housewives franchise. And we are so blessed. We are so blessed. We have so many good things happening. And you know what, Emily? We work hard for those blessings. We really do. I'm putting the time in here. I would, I, someone I saw wrote on Twitter, Mary should come back on as the official Real Housewives troll. And I'm like, absolutely. Her only job is to sit on the side and make fun of people. I love it so much i mary and monica absolutely perfect episode this week congrats you guys congrats um emily please go to sleep thank you so much for taking time out of your recovery to podcast with us i know the listeners appreciate it can you imagine if it was just me it'd be how, tragic quick question how much better do you think i'd get sooner if i ate apples who's eating apples people love to eat apples well, I forgot that that was a thing I admitted that I do. Okay. Yeah. And then a lot of people wrote me and were like, Emily, you're not eating apples. And I'm like, you are? Okay, so they're on my side. Yes. 
Everyone's on yeah. your side. Not one person's been on my side. What about like, would you eat apple with peanut butter? I mean, if someone cut it up and brought it to me. So it's like the work that an apple takes that you don't First like? All, apples are like so expensive. Those what? those apple crisps, those honey crisps are like $1.70 an apple. What am I at? Vanderbilt? They're expensive. <laughs> Have you been to Trader Joe's lately? Apples are expensive, Meg. Okay. Go so, on. So that, was, that, that is one. One, I'd rather buy a bag of chips for that. Okay. Okay. Fair. It's the effort. And I even have one of those apple breakers, but even that's like, I can't, I just, well, you just like pick up an apple and eat it. Do you do that again? Like Like it's, it's the perfect snack. Like it's ready to go. You don't even have to peel it like a banana or an orange. Mac, have you had Fritos lately? You know what? Thank you. you. need to go to sleep. Thank you so much for being here. If <laughs> don't want to fight with you about apples in your time of need, I don't think that would be appropriate. This is the worst thing I've said on this podcast today. I'm actually proud of myself. Good you've job. Done, you've done great. Not honestly. Canceled. Thanks, Meg. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. We'll be back next week.